Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Well, 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 we're at episode 13, unlucky for some. Very lucky if your name's Wednesday 13. Oh. Coming down under with Static X. Hey, the podcast is released on a Wednesday. This is Wednesday 13 day. Before we kick things off, th- there's been a running joke that's ha- been happening here at the uh, the faction head offices um, for a while now in regards to a certain tattoo bet yep. that Pricey and I have been sort of up in arms about. To get you all run down with the idea, we've been arguing with what song Architects will be opening with on their Australian tour. We should probably give context to this in that this is prior to the Brisbane show. And we haven't looked at the set list from Adelaide. Neither of us are aware of what they open with in Adelaide. Correct. And so this we're going into this bet very blind. Yeah. See, the thing is, I don't know if you're like this. I don't like seeing what set lists happen before I go see a show. Because no. I like to be surprised. I love that enjoyment. I of, don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So this is why we sort of have been arguing about this. You think they're going to play a song off the last album first. Yep. Whereas I think, no, they're going to play something fast and heavy off the new album to get people pumped up for the show that's ahead. Okay. That's my theory behind it. Because when you're a band like this, you want to come out and push your new material. So yeah. that's why I reckon that they are opening this Holy Hell tour with The Seventh Circle. It's a great song to get people pumped up and ready to go. I can honestly say, I don't know, you're probably right. Uh, but my hot take is that it's going to be Gravity. I'm going on that they're going to open with a single, but it's not the one that they're, you know, it's not off the current yeah, like, record. I, yeah, I would say, like, because they're not going to play, like, Hereafter or Royal Beggars. They're going to do that later on in the set. Yeah. So, like, the theory is, like, I've got this song, and, and we're so determined to, like, prove each other wrong that we thought we'd put, you know, a bet on it. But because we're both broke, like, what's something that we can do that will last forever? It's cheaply as well. And be a running joke that we can include you all in on, too. So... We've decided that whoever is wrong with this architect's bet has to get the word or the sound. The word? Sound? What is it? Uh, words that are describe the sound yeah. that they are, are called onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia? Yeah, onomatopoeia. Word. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I didn't know what it was used for. Yeah. All right. So whoever is wrong has to get blah tattooed on them. Doesn't matter where, it's just that's what you have to do if you were wrong with this. Yep. Pricey, I shake your hand, it's sweaty, I'm sorry. There we go. Done. You say gravity, I say the seventh circle, and one of us... Or both gonna, of us. Or both of us are going to look like an idiot after this tour wraps up. Well, it depends where we get the tattoo, if, well. it's, if it's visible or not. <laughs> do we get the pick where the other person gets it? No, I'm not going that far. <laughs> Hell no. I'll give you a post Malone on your face. Oh, God. <laughs> Hey, uh, that's a fun way to kick off the show, but let's get into some seriousness now. Ebony's story with the heavy news. What's happening? Thanks, Brownie. As everyone probably knows, Architects have just finished up their epic Australian tour with Polaris and While She Sleeps. And while vocalist Lawrence was out, Griffin Dickinson stepped in and killed it. Everyone has been commenting on how good a frontman he is. And if you don't know his band Shapes, check out their album Greater Than. I've been listening to these guys for a bit now, and this is a band that you want to jump on ASAP. Polaris also debuted their new song, Hypermania, which features Twice the Screaming. Jamie and usual clean singer and bassist Jake are both given a go. No details on a new album yet, just this new song, which is absolute fire. They'll be hitting the road on their regional tour from August 15, so country fans can get their heavy fix too. 
Era have dropped a new song and it's been just under a year since their last album Neon came out, which just shows there's a high demand for new music and obviously Era have been happy to deliver. The single is called Eye of God. It's a standalone, so not attached to anything right now, but here's hoping. And festival season is just around the corner. Good things have changed their logo. And while it doesn't mean too much just yet, it does mean that something is happening. And lastly, Alien Weaponry have scored a 21-date run across the US supporting Black Label Society and the Black Dahlia murder. But bassist Ethan Trembath has decided to go back to New Zealand and finish his schooling. Huge decision, but school is important and their mate Bobby O'Black from Copia is stepping in for him. That's it for now. Stay heavy. Thank you, Ebony. Probably you would have to say the biggest album release of the past week has been We Are Not Your Kind. Slipknot's number six album is finally out. Yeah, and oh my God, it's an absolute whirlwind to get through. It, there's there's so much heavy in there. I would say it's a it's a real uh, combination of you know the best parts of you know you take like your Volume Three, the Iowa. Correct. Yeah. You, you pick pick and choose from their whole career and you can probably find the track that you would place on any of those records. Exactly. Yeah. The thing that I've realized is because when I heard the album, I was like, okay, well let's go back through the back catalogs and, and go back. Cause my introduction to Slipknot was spit it out. My brother played that for me on channel V back in the day, that kind of thing. So I've had like a connection to those heavier kind of songs. And that's where I found myself like latching onto the singles, like unsainted or whatever. I got to tell you, I do miss All Out Life on it. I, I've, yeah, look. I, I really wanted it on there because it's just such a cracking track, and it, it fits so perfectly. Yeah. But with that said, a standalone song, it works for some people. Yeah, it can work on some albums. North Lane chucked on Vultures on theirs, and it just flowed nicely. But I think the collection of songs they've got on We Are Not Your Kind mm. were great as is, and like I'm, ha- I'm personally happy they didn't have it on there because that was like a good teaser for what was to come. Yeah, and what came was a lot heavier, a lot better, a lot. Um, more thought out and mm. angrier because yep. you know this is the album they've released with all the drama from uh, Chris Fenn, you know, being yeah. ejected from the band and all yep. that. So there's been a lot of hostility, a lot of sadness with Clown's daughter passing as yeah. well. Through all that emotion wrapped up in this album, and it is a fantastic release for the boys. Well done. Yeah, Unsainted, I think, is still my. It's up there. Yeah, that's yep, my yep, favorite from yep. the record. Yeah. Um, the question that sort of. I've noticed a few people talking about with this Slipknot album is obviously touring cycles. Yeah. They're down here with the Metallica tour uh-huh. in a support slot. Uh-huh. It's not confirmed whether they're doing an hour set or whatever kind of set. I can't imagine them doing a half an hour set, no, right? No. Because, no, no, no. no. I mean, Metallica's going to definitely have two plus. Yeah, exactly. Two, two hours, hours, yeah. yeah. Like, that kind of wraps up like a four hour kind of period, essentially, yeah. with changeover. So, like, people are asking the question when will they be back for a headline tour? Could this be, and certainly it's not going to be early 2020, but certainly if they do decide to come back on this album cycle, it would definitely have to be late 2020. And I think even from there, you've got two different options that might happen. You've got a headline tour or they finally bring Knotfest yeah. to Australia. Okay, yeah, because Corey has said in interviews that he wanted to bring it down here, yeah. but because Soundwave was out and about, he didn't want to yeah. cross paths with that. So, yeah. you know, that's... It a, could finally oh, be the time when that happens. That's a, that's a valid point. And, look, and who better to headline the first one? Then, of course, you know, the, the owner, the, the originator, owner, the, exactly. The curators of... Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's, to bring Knotfest to Australia would be great. And, and something mm. like in the middle of the year too, because yeah. you know, you look at what we've got now. Give us something to uh, sit on the same weekend as Splendour in the Grass. Please! Yes! Another option oh. for people who don't want to go there. And, and just like have it in a, in a completely different... Have it in Melbourne, because like yeah. everyone who goes to Splendour can go to Splendour and enjoy like in the meadows where it's freezing. Like, let's go to Melbourne where it's still freezing, but like there's civilization. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what uh, we need as like... Like heavy music fans to get behind a That'd winter a winter festival a large scale winter festival in Melbourne. Let's let's petition for that. That's what we need. I'd be here for that. And look, if they do bring Knotfest down under, obviously they need to bring Corn with them as well because. But then again, Corn's last Australian performance was as part of Download Festival. Yep. I doubt they're going to just do another festival. Yeah. Surely Corn is going to do a headline set or something. For their next thing here, well, Jonathan, because they only did Melbourne. I ran into first year. I ran into Head like afterwards, like walking back to go pack up our interviews and stuff like that. And I know I I did the whole you know oh my god that's Head and I was like okay look man look thank you so much for coming down under that was a great set you know the things that you never say to bands that's in your head great set you find yourself saying yeah yeah. he's like no thanks man it was great to be back I'm like well when will you guys be back for a tour and he said. We've got a new album on the way. When the album's out, we'll come back to Australia for a tour, I promise. And then he walked off with his security guard to the distance. So nice. the nothing is coming out soon. Yeah, it's out October. We should. I, so you would think that's, I mean, it's not going to be before the end of this year. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise it'd already be announced. And there's too much happening towards the end of the year totally. now. So yeah, totally. I, I dare say 2020, 2020, early 2020, we should see Corn doing a, a tour. Or at least announcing. Yeah, which yeah. would be good because we need, you know, we need, Corn. We need yes. more corn in your oh life. My God. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, like the last headline tour they did was 2013? No, I, no, no, no. Sorry, 2010, I believe. Has it been that I, I'm, long? I'm sure, I, this is why I'm saying correct me if I'm wrong. I know that they they might have done like with the V8 supercars, like playing in Townsville and Adelaide, but not oh, a tour. Remember that? I remember that. With um, no, Guns N' Roses. Back, yeah, they've been yeah. back since then, haven't they? I'm, I'm sure. I don't know. But it's hard to sort of say because, you know, Brian hasn't been in the band until they did Download Festival. Yeah, so there was a period yeah. there where they weren't here. And the last show I remember I saw of Corn was 2010 at the Tivoli in Brisbane, yep. just before I moved away for radio. So, like, there's, that's a, that's wow, a long 10 years a while, to think. Yeah. There you go. Okay, well... He's hoping for a 2020 corn tour. I'd love to see that. Well, we could essentially just swap corn for some of the Australian bands that are making it big overseas and just, you know, go, you guys go overseas and we'll bring in like an international act, that kind of thing. Because <laughs> you look at the likes of, you know, for example, Yours Truly, yep. a great upcoming pop punk band out of Sydney playing yep. a massive festival like Riot Fest. They're yep. playing alongside, you know, Rise Against, Blink-182. It's, it's an incredible to see a band so early in their career score like a lineup spot like that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the same can be said over the past couple of months, you know. Um, you see Red Hook playing a download festival Stand in the Atlantic UK. as well. Stand Atlantic, uh, yeah. And then you've got the likes of Lagerstein. Lagerstein over there killing it alongside... Um, who played Varkin this year? Was, oh, Thy Art is Murder. Yep, yep, You know, like yep. stuff like that. Yep. And then you've got Lagerstein... Who, like, I don't know if you saw the footage, but they played to an absolutely massive crowd. They did the big group photo on stage. Yeah. And there was, there was a you, ton you, of people, yeah. You there can't see the end of the, the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, Australians are making their mark on the world. Yeah. And, and they played Sabaton's festival over in... They did, that's right. In, uh, ...Europe as well. 
So I think over the, like, the next couple of years, or you know, especially even with what's left of this year, we're going to see more Australian bands heading overseas and, and leaving their mark and, and putting a name for Australia, essentially. Yeah. I mean, and industry are acknowledging it too. Like uh, Void of Vision just announced today they signed uh, agency deals in both the UK and... Uh, sorry, Europe and the US yep. with different agencies. So you're seeing this confidence in Australian music out there that's really, really impressive. Polaris doing a US tour with Wage War. I think Thorn Hill are doing the UK tour as well. So, like, Australian heavy music is now making an impact on the world so much so they want our bands. They could have had any band from around the world on that tour. And they chose Australian bands, which I think is bloody brilliant. So... Yeah, if there's, if there's any reason to get patriotic, that's one of them. <laughs> you know, like, I don't get overly patriotic about stuff, but, like... You don't shed like, a tear. Yeah, or that I do. I'm like, oh, man. You don't don't cry the Australian flag. Like, no. bleed, Amer- bleed American by Jimmy Eat World. No. None of those moments? No. No. You, you see an Aussie band go make it overseas, you're like... Yep. I'm proud of you, boys. Bless. And girls. Great people. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um... I'm I'm a bit envious of you. Me? Yes. Why? Because you got to sit down with your doppelganger and have a chat <laughs> not too long ago. Oh, man. There is one thing. I, I don't know if I regret it or if I'm stoked with it. I called him my style icon. Yeah. Oh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I, was, I, I did preface it by saying, I'm, I'm going to guarantee you've never been called this before. And uh, I said, you know, you are a style icon now because... When I go to the barber, I give them a picture of you and say, make me look like this guy. Well, that was he. Well, let's find, let's find out in a second. If yeah. You, you got to sit down. He was definitely a little taken back. I'm not going to lie. Great question though. That's yeah. a very great question. Yeah. Or statement. Uh, you got to sit down with Killswitch Engage frontman Jesse Leach. Their new album Atonement comes out on Friday. And uh, mate, like, let, let's get into this because I'm, I'm so jealous of you. Yeah, this, I mean, this is the first interview that I've done without you. Yeah. This is my first solo uh, interview. So, so no judgment. <laughs> yeah, please. Please, no judgment. Jesse Leach, frontman for Killswitch Engage. Welcome to the Matter of Faction podcast. How are you today, sir? I'm good, man. But to clarify, I'm just the singer. Adam D is the actual frontman. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Let's Fair. be real. <laughs> Let, let's classify correctly. Yes. New album, Atonement, out 16th of August. How's that all feeling to kind of have that out in the world now that it's announced and it's coming and, and there's new stuff coming for Killswitch Engage? Yeah, it's a big breath of uh, fresh air and relief, man. We've been working on this thing for a long time and it's nice to have this thing finally come out. I imagine it's uh, on a personal level coming back off the back of, you know, having uh, surgery on your vocal cords and you had some nodules. It, that must feel like a fair personal victory as well. Yeah, it's huge, man. Uh, I couldn't even begin to describe you how that feels on that side of things, not knowing if my career was over or not, which for a small amount of time, I was unsure. The doctor could not assure me that after this surgery, I would have a career. So it is a massive a very emotional, cathartic uh, thing for me on that end of it, for sure. Yeah, that must have felt like quite both the release and the relief uh, when, uh, you know, you obviously came out on the other side of that surgery uh, with a little more assurance, I imagine. I, I imagine even directly after that surgery, they wouldn't have been able to uh, make any sort of call immediately after. No, and I couldn't even speak. I mean, for the greater part of two months, I had to keep quiet. So that was pretty intense. I lived a very monastic, monk-like <laughs> existence for about two months. But, uh, you know, it taught me a lot of things. And uh, one thing that it definitely taught me is the power 
that we have as humans with our voice and how a lot of us spend a lot of time wasting it talking bad about people and talking junk about somebody. And I, I learned a lot and I, I see certain people in a different light because of it. Wow. And I've also learned to just cherish, cherish and really like think twice about what comes out of my mouth. So I learned a lot. And I mean, leading into that sort of change of mindset and all of that sort of stuff. And, and I know there was no necessarily any animosity there before, but on this new album, there's a duet with Howard Jones, who's, you know, previously, you know, sung for, Kill Switch Engage as well, you know yeah. the, sig- the Signal Fire. You've you've teamed up. And I heard that song yesterday, and it really is something else. It's very powerful and it's very even-handed in that you both get really powerful verses and and stuff to sing in there and stuff to say. Was that part of that process of that kind of healing? I guess getting Howard in and collaborating. Yeah, that just kind of happened. It's crazy because he came out to a show in Canada to sort of just kind of squash things with the boys. You know, like they don't talk about their private lives. They were yeah. very hush about the split with Howard, which I highly respect and back their gentlemen and scholars, all of them. But um, so it was just kind of like the final like, hey, we're going to make sure this is completely squashed. Howard, come out, hang out with us. Let's all bury the hatchet and make sure that we're all still friends and we're still brothers. That's so really being cool. in the room with those guys as that as that was happening, was so inspiring. And then it, it also gave me an opportunity to have a one-on-one conversation with Howard because prior to this, he's an acquaintance. I don't know him and we've never yeah. been like friends. So I was able to talk with him and we made friends very quickly. I would say within about 10 or 15 minutes, I was like, this dude is awesome. We're very <laughs> similar. Very we have cool. a lot of the same issues. We have a lot of the same tastes in music. And uh, from that point on, it was just, he stayed with us till our bus had to leave the venue at like 2 a.m., we all, you know, partied and, and listened to music and he shared his band that he was working on this album, Light the Torch, with me that night. And I was just blown away. I thought it was great. I was like, this is awesome. I can't wait for this record to come out. I love the name Light the Torch. Yeah. And, you know, for lack of a better word, pun intended, the light went off in my head. I'm like, this is a good opportunity to write a song about this night, to write a song about unity, to write a song about brotherhood. And I thought, oh, the signal fire, like lighting a torch and like lighting that signal fire and calling for backup and like you call to your brothers in arms. And I was just so inspired by that. I just started to write this song, not even thinking that he would sing on it, just was inspired by the idea. Yeah, right. The, you know, as I'm writing it, I thought to myself, well, now that we're friends, hell, maybe he can sing on a song. So it just kind of happens naturally, which is cool. And what's really cool too, is the moment I lost my voice and damaged it in the studio was the day he flew out to do his vocals. <laughs> so right as I'm shutting down, getting ready to go home and see a doctor, he showed up and I was there that day and I got to like instruct him and listen to him sing the parts. And it was very symbolic for me. Now, I have 100% uh, gone into my barber and shown a picture of you to my barber and said, do this to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I know you've not seen a picture of me, but uh, I definitely have the same haircut and the same beard. So uh, I just wanted to raise that and let you know. <laughs> oh, right on, man. Uh, it's not intentional. It's just kind of who I am. So that's cool. If I've, if I've inspired anyone to have some style, then right on. <laughs> well, I was just going to let you know, you know, you can add that to your, you know, list of accolades. You're now a style icon. <laughs> style icon i'm not comfortable with that term but thank you no 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 i didn't expect you to be comfortable with that (laughs) but no that's no it's very cool uh thank you so much for your time jesse uh i really appreciate it thank Uh, you man you got it mate bravo 
Oh, thanks, man. Good job there. We should send you out in the world more often now <laughs> and, and get you that James Hetfield from Metallica interview. Oh. Wouldn't that be the dream? Hetfield, Morello, who else? Well, you could aim higher. <laughs> oh, you dog. Yeah. How about I just get an interview with Tom DeLong and then hose you? Well, that's not insane. <laughs> you did, all right? Uh, the new Killswitch Engage album comes out on Friday. Um, yep. They haven't released the song with Howard Jones yet as a single, which... I'm liking that they're not doing that because mm. it makes you have to listen to the album. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we've both heard it. Like we've mm-hmm. heard preview streams of that track and it's a tearjerker moment to listen to that. Like you just, you know, to, to marry up the, you know, the, the old and the new of yeah. the band and to put it into one song. And, and, and I love that uh, Jesse gave Howard a shout out with his, you know, to his, band like the torch like yeah. the torch and you know the song is about it, it like the name of that band the sig- inspired yeah. the the name of the song yeah the, name the, of the signal song, fire yeah the signal fire and like that's such a mark of respect yeah absolutely and it's so cool you might remember like they caught up they had chats yeah. together and then Jesse was one who instigated on social media saying kill switch engage fans you need to stop this comparisons right now yeah. because of that you need to put these differences aside and just appreciate kill switch engage for what they are for now what, for all eras yeah, yeah exactly yeah and i think that you know listening to this song it should make even like the the, the biggest critics or the biggest elitists Cynics, yeah. yeah, to go, okay, all right, look, you know, I'll shut my mouth. This is great. They've got Howard back again. And, you know, when they tour, if they do tour together, there, there is that opportunity that we will see Howard join the band on stage as to they've been doing. Song. Exactly. As they've been doing overseas. So, like, mm. just embrace the kill switch that is now and go listen to this album. It's, it's a pretty decent album from the guys as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Very metally. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, I DJed at Crowbar last night after one of their birthday shows and I played a couple of tracks from this and it, it sits so well alongside any classic metal. I was spinning it amongst Pantera and Love uh, of God and uh, alongside like some Sepultura and stuff like that. And it sits so well alongside all of that. I think eventually, given a few years, it, it, it'll... Uh, It'll definitely sit along It'll the pantheon mark, of, yeah. of classic records. Yeah, yeah. Well, even the biggest Kill Switch fan will enjoy this. Definitely go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. We haven't spoken about it. We'd be stupid not to, but the first new Tool song in 13 years made its way online last week. And the next morning on, on Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere was all of like, I'm listening to this. Here's a screenshot of Fear. Yeah. Inoculum. Inoculum. I can never pronounce the word. Everyone was listening to it. Brownie, I've, I haven't seen a lot of people talk about this yet, but I saw one person post it last night. Have you seen the picture of, you know, the Tool logo that they debuted? The new one? Yeah. You know how it's like it's like golden and it's like, it Wavy. looks just like lines yeah, and yeah, what have yeah. you. If you fold the logo in half, <gasps> it forms a syringe. <gasps> This is the tool stuff they yeah. do. This is what they do. It forms a syringe. And as you know, the name is Fear Inoculum, which is, which is fear injection. Yeah. And not only that, it also resembles the letters OD, overdose. Oh, wow. How good is that? I'll show you the picture in a yeah. minute. And it'll blow your mind. But there's the secret tool is shit it, is it essentially, that, we, that we all know and love. Is it essentially like a Mad Magazine kind of folding in the sort end? Sort of. But it's like, it's like as though you could, like if you flip the two halves of it, because the two O's are separated. Yeah. So if you 
if you crease it down the middle <gasps> and fold them over yep. on top of each other and overlay them, it forms a syringe. There with you a, go. Like, you know one yeah. of those old school syringes with the plungers? Yep, yep, yep. It looks like that. And that's what Tool do. But we knew that they were going to do something because like this. Because as a logo, it's fairly odd. Yeah. And and people have said this. They're like, it, yeah. does that say poo? Like <laughs> I've seen people say it, it looks like poo or pool or whatever. But yeah. yeah. There's, a re- there's a very good reason as to why it is the way it is. And it's because of that. And these guys, are, they plan everything out. We all know yeah. this, right? That's why they've got like the deluxe edition coming out, which is like... Yeah, the $170 CD deluxe edition. Because yeah. they, they are still... I'm not going to say they're stuck in like CD land, but they're, they are still really thought out with their physical releases. Yeah. I, I've i signed an NDA, Brownie. Okay, I yep, can't right. tell you. All right. But I, I do know some other stuff about their physical releases, but I, I can't talk about it. Okay. So pretty much we know that they've put a lot of thought into what they're doing. Yeah. And if you're a tool collector, you won't and be disappointed. And it's also very expensive. Yeah. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Well, if you love tool, then you're definitely going to get a gonna You're going to lay yeah. out the money anyway. Yeah. Well, why, why wouldn't you? If it's one of your favorite bands, you've been yeah. waiting 13 years for this. I mean, how often do we get an opportunity to have a band who are still around finally release something mm. over a decade later? And it still be decent. It still be yeah. you know listenable. I, I just want to re-release of Anima on vinyl as well. Like it's it's out there, but it's so limited. There's you know copies on Discogs for that they're all over three four hundred dollars. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's so limited, and I just want that on vinyl. Well, they've just signed up with everything on streaming now. Yeah. So who knows what every the future other holds. every other record I believe is available on vinyl. Fairly extensively. Yeah. I think. I, yeah, maybe Undertow might be hard to find. Oh, no. Yeah. Lateralis, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, the, the, it, it's out there at least. And yeah, if you've got but the Anima money, is band, very scarce on the ground. So it, it's kind of that situation of like, if you're a Tool fan, you're going to spend a lot on their merch, a lot on yeah. their releases, because yeah. it's what you need and there's very it's very rare to see it out. Mm. Could could they get away with re-releases? Are they a band that could do that? Or are they kind I of like I think so, but it would have to be, geez, it would be like... Uh, anima, but it's like clear 180 gram vinyl. In it, uh, it's only available on one day. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah they'd be kind of like like a scavenger the, hunt to yeah, try and yeah. find that kind of thing. It, yeah. it wouldn't be just like your standard. Like we're rolling out thousands of copies of this for you. Like yeah, okay, yeah. Probably be well, another re-release that's very rare to get and very expensive again. Well, you know, the, the boys at the top of their game with this, they they ha- they are the band that people want. I and just need. don't think they care about playing the game. Like they do it their the, way. Yeah, they exactly. do it their yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But like, there's there's the tool way or there's the way everyone else does it. So you know yeah. why follow the sheep when you can be. Well, they they create the demand and so they can hold the supply. Like, and there's not many bands out there that can do it. Yeah, I can safely say that. Like when you get, when you think of all the biggest bands in the world right now, mm. you know Metallica, Slipknot, um, Slipknot, like, yeah, you know, the, like as sort of drawn out as that uh, Slipknot album release plan has been, it's been exactly how you would roll out any other record yeah. it's just on a bigger scale yeah uh, whereas this is just like they've been leaving everyone on well, hooks for so long let, let's let's sort of look at comparisons between the two because i liked slipknot's strategy where it was always like when's the next song coming out what's the album called what are the masks gonna look like like yeah. that's their thing that they've they have got. the extra things to talk exactly. about but yeah in terms of the actual release timeline I mean, it was that's, a fairly that's simple the, marketing release. Yeah, they're say? just lucky yeah. they have extra things to talk about. Yeah, really, okay. you know, yeah. um, and that people really want to hear what uh, Corey has to say. And 
You know what I mean? What is like, Corey Taylor the, thing? Yeah, the exactly. mask thing. Yeah. They just have extra content to roll out around the same announcements that you yeah. do, you know, announce that the release date, the cover art, the the pre-order links, all that sort of stuff. That's all fairly standard. Yeah. Um, whereas Tool is like, you know, we've known like little tidbits here and there. They roll out the logo, the track getting released in the way it did and... Teasing the artwork, putting the songs on... Well, Tool are lucky in that regard. They didn't have their songs on streaming. So yeah. like they, that was a big draw That's card for the themselves to do card, that too. Yeah. yeah. And well, what are they going to... This is the thing What you look for the future of like, what are they going to do next? Because they've done like such a big thing in between this time. That's what they want us asking. Yeah. They right. want us looking to the future now. What's next for Tool? How can they back They this want up? us yeah. talking about this. Well, all I can safely say is by the time Tool release a new album, we will have um, holograms. So... Yeah, we, we will have uh, populated Mars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, be, Time works differently there. We there can... I guarantee there's going to be a bloody like album launch on Mars, like in a select hundred people from around the world will go. That's that's how you up the anti tool. <laughs> and the thing is, it's not. It seems ridiculous, but knowing that it's tool behind it, it's possible. So, well, I mean, you know, India is doing uh, like they they've got their own uh, rockets going to Mars at the moment for a fraction of the price that the US are sending stuff to <laughs> to Mars. So, you know, maybe maybe uh, Maynard's going to cut a deal with the Indian Mars uh, space program and. And send the tool uh, record, the next tool record there. Maybe it'll play it along to the the Mars uh, Curiosity rover, <laughs> and uh, visit that and reignite. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's what the uh, the Curiosity rover has in its. Uh, it's got the hard ne- drive. It's got the next ne- tool record on it. They've already recorded it. They put it there twenty years ago, and they're just waiting for someone to come along and hit and, play. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's it for the podcast this week. Um, plenty still happening, and plenty still to come over the next couple of weeks. What kind of topics do you guys want to hear us talk about, or what questions do you have for us? Like, hit us up. I, I've uh, we've no no worries about answering. All those burning questions you have. Or set agendas, whatever it is. Like, yeah. we're happy to talk and discuss and give our opinions on anything. So, like... Hit up our Facebook pages, yeah. The Faction is where you can find Pricey. Brownie Paul off everything is where you can find me. We're an open door, you know. Come say good day, Give us a like. And then when you finish that... Smash that subscribe button. Oh, yes. That wraps up the Matter of Faction podcast. He's Pricey. You wish I was. I'm Brownie. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.